What's up, everyone? This is a new episode of Sports Harder. I am your host, Maddie Lukewarm Ice, and my co-host for tonight is David Short, but not long. How's it going, David? Yo, yo, what's up, what's up? Well, uh, our buddy uh, Brian Boo Boo Bar isn't able to make it for uh, tonight's episode, but we're going to try to do a uh, another episode on Sunday right before the game uh, with uh, Brian's uh, predictions and what he thinks is going to happen in the matchups and whatnot. But we have a fun episode for you planned for tonight. Um, we're going to start off by, of course, our shout out to uh, Showbine's Hot Sauce, all quality, no bullshit. Um, you can find them on Facebook and you're able to order and they'll ship it anywhere in the United States. Um, all the Utah local people, um, they are at booths like all the time. So you can find them at a, a booth at a show or an event. If you like their page and follow their page on Facebook, you can get all the updates on that. So Showbine's hot sauce, everyone. And of course, uh, we still have the uh, contest going for the Super Bowl where you go on my Facebook page, you put on there who you think's going to win and the final score for the Super Bowl between the Rams, the Patriots. We'll get into all that in tonight's episode. And whoever is the closest will get a free uh, bottle of hot sauce of their choosing. Now, David, you've already posted. You already put in your prediction. Yeah, I put, right? I put in my prediction uh, when you first put up the poll. And, of course, I did. I chose the Rams, and I think I said 31-24. All righty, well. There you go. So David's even a part of it. Uh, I don't think we should since he's like been a host on here so many times. We should maybe like exclude him from this offer. You know, you know, what? it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I'm a, I may be a part time host, but if, if you know, got to give these other people a chance to play. I mean, <laughs> so you're OK with me saying that you're excluded is what you're saying. I don't. Yeah, it's fine with me. <laughs> I'm mean, missing out, you gotta, man. You got to remember, tax season's coming around the corner. I could just go on the website and just get some stuff. This is true. I mean, you could help support uh, his business for sure. Yeah. Local business. Love it's always good sauce. to do that. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. So um, so we're excited about that. And uh, so what we're going to do is, of course, we always start off with uh, what's going down. And what's going down tonight uh, for us is uh, some NBA action. We got the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. Right now it's... About five minutes left in the second. Uh, Forty-three Milwaukee, Toronto, thirty-nine. Um, so far, 30. so well. Now, yeah, now forty to forty-three. So, what do you think of the game so far since we've been watching it? Well, it looked like Milwaukee was practically running away with it, and it looks like they might have called a foul somewhere, maybe a defensive foul. But um, looked like Milwaukee was starting to run away with it, but Toronto's kind of squeezed in you know this is practically you know the number one versus the number two teams in the eastern conference so we could very well see them in the uh maybe championship the uh, conference finals right in the conference finals yeah it's a very strong possibility yeah so it's a possibility that this could be the the conference final and it would just be weird not having the Cavs, you know there you know 
what was it, eight straight years that they were? Well, LeBron's no, LeBron's been at the finals like eight straight years or something like that. But something like that, yeah. But but, but the Cavs were there the past like five years or something like that. So yeah, I, it's it's time for a change, you know. Especially, I have never seen Toronto do a deep playoff run, and Milwaukee has always been like one of the laughers of the Eastern Conference. Oh yeah, they were always the bottom of the barrel. Like the they, they have literally they've done it the right way, where they've built the team from uh, draft. Like they they drafted really well, and they've built their team because of that. Um, and Toronto, you know, obviously last year, you know, they made it to the conference finals. Um, but uh, or no, was it Boston? It was either Boston or then that had made it to the finals last year. I'm not sure. Um, they were definitely one of the ones up there, though, because uh, I know um, the Cavs swept Toronto, and so it's like you know they had the number one seed and they were they were rolling, but yet somehow they still you know got beat. So Toronto here for the past like two or three years, they've 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 been up there and they've been doing well, but they just can't get over the hump, you know. So well, they did pick up they did pick up Kawhi. Kawhi was is a big big acquisition for them. Yeah, a very big acquisition, and you know, I'm not trying to say you know that you know San Antonio kind of kicked themselves in the foot uh, for getting for trading him. I do believe he was a trade, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, still, I'm not trying to say you know San Antonio that was a bad move on San Antonio, but a great pickup for Toronto. I mean. Sure, San Antonio got DeRozan out of the deal, but uh, look at what Toronto's doing now versus what San Antonio's doing. San Antonio's like, what, sixth or seventh in the league in the Western Conference versus Toronto, who is like one of the top teams in the NBA right now? Yeah, and I mean, with uh, the Greek freak being with the Bucks, you know, potentially could be MVP depending on you know, with Harden and what he's been doing points-wise and everything and scoring, um, you know, we'll see when it comes to that. Um, right, and to answer your question from earlier. Yes. Uh, or your statement about Cleveland and Boston from last year, yeah. it was actually a seven-game straight series. With Boston, yes, but with Toronto, who was who did Toronto face? Uh, they faced the Cavs and uh, Toronto couldn't squeak out a win to save their lives. That's what I'm saying. They got they got swept. But what round was it? Was it? Like I think the uh, semifinals. The semi, yeah, okay. So they didn't make it to the conference finals. Yeah, because Toronto wound up beating. Uh, so it was Boston and Cavs in the final, right? Yeah, because yeah, because Toronto was actually the number one seed last year. And yeah, and they got swept, and so it's just like they can't they couldn't get can't get over that hump. So. With LeBron being out of the East, the East is kind of wide open, and we'll see who's going to take advantage of that. <laughs> I'll put my money on Milwaukee. I mean, I just by watching this game and everything else, Milwaukee has a complete team, and I love it. They do, and uh, with every, some of these other teams, everything that's going on, so big NBA news, um, a lot going on today, and it's kind of cool because normally when we do this podcast – it's like some big news break happens like Monday or like Tuesday and then Thursday rolls around and I'm, we have to like reiterate stuff that's already happened. But this actually happened today. Yeah, big trade between the Mavs and the uh, Knicks. Yep, the Mavs and the Knicks. So 
Um, I know there's like a lot of players that were involved in it. It was like a seven player trade. Um, but the Knicks are giving up uh, Porzingis. I always have a hard time saying that. Porzingis and um, Hardaway and um, uh, some of their other players to the Mavericks. And the Mavericks are getting um, who is the the big name? It was uh, Dante Howard. So DeAndre the, Jordan. Oh, there we go. DeAndre, yeah, DeAndre Jordan. I don't know why I'm having trouble with names tonight. And um, of course, the Knicks will be getting some picks as well. You know, from this in the draft. So now the Mavs looks like they're trying to build with a bunch of young guys. Um, to maybe do something in the playoffs. So the Mavs trying to make a statement by getting Porzingis. Um, of course, the big news now is, of course, the Knicks have all this free cap space now. and They're expected to have over 70 mil in cap space, yeah. if I read that correctly. Yeah, exactly. So that's two major superstars right there. And, of course, a lot of people before the season even started, said that KD was not wanting to come back to the Warriors if they win again, especially if they win again this year. So potential landing spot for KD, they already said, was the Knicks before this even happened. But now that kind of even more emphasizes that they're trying to do it. They're trying to make this happen. So KD could potentially land there. And then another free agent that they were talking about is maybe Kyrie Irving. So could you imagine KD, Kyrie Irving, and the Knicks being on the map again, being relevant again? Can you even remember the last time that the Knicks were relevant? <laughs> uh, let me see here. I do believe, I think maybe Patrick Ewing was yeah, still I was playing say, for the Knicks. Yeah, it was. It was. It was the Ewing era for for sure. Like that was the last time they were even relevant. I mean, maybe when Carmelo first got there, you know, that that was like a big deal. But you know. Carmelo obviously never got anywhere with them. Um, you know, uh, I, I mean, that could be a monster team if you got KD and, and Irving, or even if you got um, like KD and um, maybe Kawhi, you know, uh, could be something as well. Because there's no guarantee that Kawhi is going to stay with Toronto. I, would, I was he's only a year. He only has one year with them, and then he's a free agent. Yeah, I would, I would, I would base that solely upon uh, how I'm gonna guess where Kawhi goes after this season will depend on how far Toronto goes. And that was a bad air ball by Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's why he doesn't shoot threes. Exactly, <laughs> big man. A big man don't shoot threes unless you're Dirk. Um, <laughs> but um, no. Uh, Damn, I lost train of thought. Um, no, for Kawhi, if he's going to stay in Toronto if, if or not. If he stays in Toronto, will depend on how far they go in the play, how far, how deep they go into the playoffs. I would say he would probably, he's got a likely chance to stay with Toronto if they can get past the semifinals and get into the finals. If they make the finals, I'm pretty sure he'll stay. But if they get taken out in the first round, they're I would say the chances are more 60-40, maybe 55-45 that he stays, but more than likely will leave. 
Well, I mean, he didn't even want to go there in the first place. He got traded there. So, I mean, it's not like he chose to go there now. Right. Um, you know, Paul George, prime example, um, didn't want to originally go to OKC, but got traded there. And he was saying that he was going to try to – he wanted to really play with the Lakers. So I thought for sure once OKC was done, he was going to go to the Lakers with LeBron. I thought for sure that was happening. And, and especially once LeBron got there. You know, once they once the Lakers, you know, made the announcement that they were signing him, I was like, okay, you know, Paul George definitely going to land. and He's definitely going to be a Laker as well. And he decided to stay with OKC, and that was really surprising to me. So, I mean, stranger things have happened, you know, uh, um, uh, Kawhi, there we go. Kawhi could could definitely mm-hmm. stay with Toronto. I mean, it's a possibility. Yeah, I see. Um, I, I could I could probably see him staying. But as Toronto. well, a lot of stuff, you know, happening, mixing up. So, uh, Anthony Davis this week announcing that he no longer wants to be a Pelican. He's demanding to be traded, and that he doesn't want to be on basically a losing team anymore. He said he wants to go to a team that can contend. Now, why, why would you want to be a bird anyway? <laughs> now, Anthony Davis, his um, agent happens to be the same as LeBron James's agent. Co- co- coincidence? <laughs> I, I think not. <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> and so... This is a possibility that the Lakers could get him before the trade deadline, which I think is like February 7th or 9th or something like that for the NBA. I think it's February, yeah. Um, Sometime in February. So that's that's coming up here soon. Um, you know, right now the Lakers could put something together to trade for him. But a lot of people are suggesting that the Pelicans should wait until the offseason season where someone like the Celtics could put together a better package and and trade trade him to the Celtics. But he's already mentioned that he doesn't want to be on the Pelicans anymore. How can you keep a guy who mid-season says he doesn't want to be on the team? Like the fans have to be like livid right now cuz the they had the whole Saints no call thing. Now they have Anthony Davis being like, "Well, I don't want to play here anymore." Like this is a bad couple weeks for them. Uh, New Orleans is becoming ground zero for a very, <laughs> a very deadly sports event <laughs> type city. I mean, yeah, they're they're catching all kinds of crap right now with the Saints no call. Uh, the Pelicans being basically irrelevant at this point. Yeah, and then Anthony Davis, their best player. And superstar saying he doesn't want to play for him anymore. So I mean, if you're the if you're the Pelicans, do if you're the the GM, are you getting rid of Anthony Davis as soon as possible, or are you saying, oh well, suck it up, Buttercup, we're gonna wait until the off season and get a better package deal from another team? If I was the GM, I would. Well, for one, I would bench him. I'd tell the coach, you bench him. If you feel like putting him in, put him in, but do not start him. Secondly, they're third from the bottom in the West. Yeah. Okay. I would not wait until the offseason because usually if a player expresses his displeasure with a team, 
He's going to become a thorn in the side, and he's going to become a locker room distraction. Right now, you do not need that. Well, one of his teammates already said that uh, he came to the Pelicans or wanted to be on the Pelicans because Anthony Davis was on the team. So he was basically already saying, like, I came here for him, and now you're saying you want to go. And the team, actually, I don't know if you know this or not, the team fined Anthony Davis for, um, what is it called, what's the word, like, um, like, because you're not allowed to talk with, like, other teams about trading, like, that's illegal, like, inclusion, exclusion, what is it? Ah, I can't remember what it's called. It, I, I can't think of the, I can't think of the word either, but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, because you're not, you're not allowed to talk with other teams about trying to get you if you're already on a contract, and so they actually find, so his own team find him for for uh, talking with other teams, and so well, that's almost like similar with the NFL. After the Super Bowl ends, there is a time. I think it's between the Super Bowl and when free agency kicks back in the full effect in March, which is when the new season beat, which is effectively when the new league year starts. You are not to talk. That includes coaches, that includes GMs, owners, even the players. I do believe. You cannot negotiate with other teams if you are a pending free agent or in some sort of a trade deal. You can't do that. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like if I'm the GM of the Pelicans, I'm taking the Laker deal. If the Lakers call me and they say, hey, we'll give you Lonzo and we'll give you uh, like Kuzma or whatever and some picks – I'm I'm taking the deal. Like you can't have that distraction like you said you you know nailed it on the head. You can't have the distraction in the locker room and you can't have the fans every time he touches the ball probably booing him now just because like he doesn't want to be there and he says he doesn't want to be there. No fan wants a, to cheer on a player who basically said I don't want to be here, you know. Why do you think Dallas got rid of Dez? It wasn't because his playing ability was starting to go down because of his age. He was starting to become a distraction. Well, I mean, the Cowboys, the, that's, I mean, they're America's team, which is just a distraction in itself. But, I mean, Easy. they, I mean, they take, you know, they've taken plenty of people before that were distractions. So Easy I'm, with I'm, that. I'm they will always be that. America's team. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so, anyways, um, I think this offseason, again, I don't know how the NBA does this. It seems like the past maybe, Three or four seasons, the off season for the NBA has been really good. Like it's been really interesting. Like you never know, like who's going to go where to make what team the new super team, you know, or make it the new which team is going to be relevant again. Like we just said, the Knicks all of a sudden could become the next relevant team if they pick up those two people, or if the Lakers get Anthony Davis and LeBron. And then Kyrie has expressed interest in playing with LeBron again. He has publicly stated he wants to play with LeBron again now. So look at the Lakers. If you have the big three again, if you have LeBron, Kyrie, and then AD, it's like the Cavs all over again. It's like LeBron's trying to remake the Cavs into the Lakers. Also, LeBron reporting this week that he's not happy with the coaching. Oh, big shocker. LeBron not happy with like how coaching is going. So they're talking about letting the, the coach go 
for the the Lakers. Why would you even listen to LeBron? To, a, to, to LeBron? To, to LeBron of all people. He's, but also, why would you listen to? I mean, it, for one, if the players as a group were saying, "Hey, we have a problem with the coaching." Yeah. Excuse me. That's a different it's story. Not like, it's not like you can just bench the entire team. Okay, when the players as a whole, as a whole team, expresses problems with anybody from the coaching staff, it could be an assistant coach, it could very well be a the head coach himself, it could be the trainer, okay? They will deal with it in a timely manner. The ownership will deal with it in a timely manner, but if it's just one person, LeBron, you've been in this league too long. You know better. How, how many coaches has LeBron gotten rid of? I mean, come on, let's be honest. Like, uh, I think the only one, the only one I can think of that he didn't get rid of was um, the Heat when he was with the Heat. That was the same coach the whole time, and they they kept that the coach after that too. Yeah. So I mean, he that's the only coach he's ever not like gotten thrown out. Like he's he's always done that. So not a big shocker that this is in the news. It's not a big shocker that LeBron's trying to turn this team into his team again and get the people he wants. But I mean, it's one thing for a player to express interest in another player, like say Kyrie Irving or even Anthony Davis for that matter. You sometimes you've got to listen to your veterans so that way they can also help better the team. Mm hmm. But when your one person is bickering about the coaching staff, shut up and play the game. <laughs> but you don't understand. LeBron has just more pool than a normal player, so no I mean, player should have more pool than anybody on a team. I mean, that's true. They you should always make it, you know, make it where it's the GM's decision or you know uh, the coach's decision to get players or not get players. But that's just not how it is nowadays, you know. And like like I said before, LeBron has driven out plenty of coaches before, so um, not surprised by that. But all right, so um, let's uh, move on to uh, our next segment, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. So before we get into coaching, like not coaching, but before we get into Super Bowl, like, who has what advantages, what does, what's the key for each team, and stuff like that. I thought it would be fun if we did a little segment with uh, prop betting. So talking about the, the prop bets in uh, in Vegas. Oh, this is going to be fun. Why, why is it going to be fun? I don't know, because... Should I even say it? Yes. What? <laughs> yeah, screw it. I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. We, we were discussing this before we, before we started the podcast. Well, yeah, because I kind of wanted to give you a heads up of what we were going to talk about, so that way, well, is is like, there like you would more? Know, is there like more know. than what we? Uh, was there like more bets than what we discussed? Yeah, there's o- there's over uh, a thousand different uh, oh prop bets that God. they have. Now, of course, we're not going to go over a thousand. I'm just going oh, over like no. the fun ones. I'm going over the fun ones, you know. But yes, Vegas has over a thousand prop bets. Just another way for people to lose money. <laughs> Or make money. Um, they were talking about it on, um, uh, it was either NFL Network or ESPN, 
about uh, back in the day when the Bears, the 85 Bears, were in the Super Bowl. And there was a prop bet of over-under for the fridge scoring a touchdown. And Vegas had it where he wasn't going to score any. And a lot of people bet that he was going to score at least one. And so they lost, like, millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, from- Vegas, Vegas lost millions of dollars because they had to fork out. Because the fridge did score. Yes, he did. And so that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, people aren't always losing money. I just think they're a lot smarter about it now, obviously. That was back with the 85 Bears. So, um, let's take a look at some of the the prop bet scenarios that we have here. So, of course, uh, the first one that we talked about that is always the the funniest is um, the coin toss. So it's going to be heads, negative 105, or tails, negative 105. So what what are you going with? Tails. Tails. He's going with tails. (laughs) I'm going with tails just because tails never fails. I mean, you you always got to go with tails. Tails never fails. Heads, you're dead. Yep, there you go. Exactly. So going with that. Um, All right. I, I thought this one was a good one that we had mentioned. So who... Um, who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? So we got teammates plus 175, God plus 190, family or family members plus 500, owner plus 550, city plus 1,000, coach plus uh, 1,100, and does not mention any of the above is uh, plus 400. So who, who you got? Uh... Beans that this seems to be like a current, a, like a current trend, and it doesn't matter because uh, we saw it in the college. Because I know what you're gonna say, so it's like we saw it in the college playoff game afterwards yeah. with the coach. The but coach, the I'm, coach said it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna have to go big man upstairs. Going with God. Going with, God. <laughs> Going with the God Almighty. Well, I mean, like like I just said, I mean that's the first thing that the Clemson coach said when they won the national championship. You know. So, um, I don't think you can go wrong with that. Uh, mm. I'm going to go with teammates. Like, I think, I think, um, especially the team that I think is going to win, uh, wins it. I think, I think they're going to go with, uh, teammates. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ruin my, uh, my prediction yet. <laughs> I mean, anyone who listens to this hopefully knows what I'm going to pick, though. Hopefully. If you guys don't know, then you're terrible listeners. Terrible podcast listeners. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I said that out of hate. I, I love our podcast listeners. Hey, yep. D- David made me say that. Hey. I don't appreciate that, David. I, I love our podcast listeners. <laughs> I, did, I did not do no such thing. <laughs> All right. Um, of course, this is a good one that I think uh, you'll uh, enjoy, uh, obviously, being a Cowboys fan. So um, how many plays will Tony Romo correctly predict during the game? Over or under 7.5? Going with the uh, – no, I said I was going with the over on that one. I think originally you said you said over. Yeah, I'm still going to go with the over. So you think he'll, he'll call at least eight plays yeah, correctly? Yeah, he'll, he'll call at least eight plays correctly. Ah. I gotta go with under just because I, when we were talking about this before, I think uh, the the championship game he had six plays. I think he called correctly, so um, I don't think he's gonna do any more than that. And he kind of does it more so when the game's on the line or towards the end. You know, he doesn't he doesn't do it like too much throughout. I mean, he does you know sometimes, but he does it more towards like the end when it's like 
the game's on the line, pressure's on, and then he's just like, oh, they have to do this, you know, now because they're doing this, or they're showing this, and so he has to do this. Um, well, I have a funny feeling he's going to be a big show-off anyway, because this is the closest he's ever going to be to a Super Bowl. <laughs> so That's true. Isn't that crazy that he's in the prop bet? Like, that, that people are actually betting on this happening? Well, you know? here's, the, here's the thing. CBS is calling the game. Yeah. You know they're going to have their number one team there, which is Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. So... Well, it's just like this There's is a the normal. Bet there. If if it was uh, if it was like any other announcer, it's like I highly, they still do something like that. I don't think they, they would. I I really don't think so because, or you know, like say with Fox, if Fox was calling the show, their number one guys are Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. So they could do a prop bet as into uh, what would uh, how many times will Joe Buck lose his shit? During the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, he gets all excited and yeah. stuff like that because, oh, God, here we, where's Manu Ginobili when you need him? <laughs> what is that, bats? Is yeah. that bats? You don't remember the story about Manu Ginobili swatting a bat with his bare hand? He had to go to the locker room and get, um, get a rabies shot, and he was back on the court within no time flat. Oh, my gosh. There's Spurs Nets that we're watching right now, and there's, like, <laughs> See what I tell you, <laughs> David Robinson tweeted: "Bat problems at the Spurs game. Where's Manu Ginobili when you need him?" <laughs> of course, right when you said that, there you go, there you go. Called it. So yeah, more more bat issues apparently. Okay, um, we didn't talk about this one, but um, I think this one this one would be good too. So, uh, real quick before we have to take a break for our time, so it says. What will Tony Romo be doing at the start of the 2019 NFL season? So they even have prop bets for what's going to happen next season. So TV analyst uh, minus 500, playing in the NFL plus 300, coaching as an offensive coordinator plus 500, coaching as a defensive. All right. Well, it cut me off in like mid-sentence when I was like talking about the uh, Tony Romo prop bet there. Um so we'll just go over it again real quick. So the choices that it had was TV analyst minus 500 playing in the NFL plus 300 coaching as a, an offensive coordinator plus 500 uh, coaching as a defensive coordinator plus 1600. Good Lord. Um, so who do you got for that? Can I put my own in there of what you think he's going to do? I mean, you could, but you wouldn't be able to bet on your own suggestion. Like, you can only, you can only place a bet like on what they have, what they've given. Oh, well, that sucks. I was gonna say he would finally have his spot in the U.S. Open <laughs> golf tournament. <laughs> golf. T- I mean, he still does. He still golfs. Yeah, but I'd still, I think he'll be a commentator still. I mean, so you still think TV analyst then? Yeah, TV analyst. Because here's the thing: he's, for me, he's too old to play football. Because it seems like every time he gets hit, he gets destroyed. Offensive coordinator, eh, perhaps, but not right now. And then defensive coordinator, jeez, I could I could easily see him as an offensive coordinator for sure. Like I, I think he would be good at it. So the defensive um, coordinator, I wouldn't put a bet on it being 2019, like you were saying. Like I still think, you know, he's you know. 
still making his name when it comes to, to that. Like we mentioned last time, I mean, he's coaching his son's, you know, uh, football team. So I think he is like getting ready for those type of positions, like a, like an offensive coordinator position. But um, I can see him as a head coach one day, to be honest. Like I would too, but right, future. but right now CBS is, uh, they're paying him big bucks right now. <laughs> So. Well, especially with how well he's been doing. So, um, okay. So the next uh, one on here that uh, I thought was pretty cool. Uh, how many times will the broadcast mention Sean McVay's age? So over under uh, 1.5. I'm still going to, you know what? I'm going to lose money on this, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the under. He's going in with under. I told I told him before when we were talking about this that that was a stupid idea. <laughs> it is a because stu- they they've mentioned it like a million times alone just this week. You know, like leading up to the Super Bowl. So and I mentioned why beat why why beat a dead horse. I mean because because they can and they will. I I already told you before. Okay, so they'll mention it once just to mention it. So that's that's once and then. Between um, him and Bill Belichick is the one time they'll mention the age difference between them two. Yeah, that and then they'll put it over. And then the second, the second will be between him and Wade Phillips, which would be two. So boom, already it's it's over <laughs> one point five. You just you just mention him and Bill Belichick, and then him and Wade Phillips, and then boom, it's it's over. <laughs> so I I got the over on that one easily, easily. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, this one's good too. How long will it take Gladys Knight to sing the national anthem? Over under a minute forty-seven. I'm gonna go with the over. Still, I, I chose the over. She's gonna do at least two minutes. Yeah, I, I think you're right on this one. At least I think it'll be over for sure. Just because you gotta put some type of special stamp on it and she's probably going to do something to try to make it last longer, do longer or whatever. So I think she's going to try to put her stamp on having the, uh, be memorable. Like you said, I mean, people want to remember it, that it happened, you know, and, um, I, I still, to this day, still remember when, um, Jordan Sparks, uh, sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl, And I still, to this day, think it's the best, she's the best person that's ever sang it. Like I, I still, I, I got goosebumps when she sang it that year. I can't remember what year it was. It was one of the years when she was on, um, American Idol or whatever. And, um, she definitely, she definitely stole the show. So I think it's important to put your mark on it somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the basketball game, just to give an update. Uh, so it's third quarter, about nine minutes. Um, looks like Milwaukee 65, uh, Toronto 52. Well, now 67, 52. <laughs> so um, that's two times now where we've mentioned the score and somebody uh, scores as soon as that happens. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's uh, that that game still going on. Looks like Milwaukee still uh, still holding their ground when it comes to the lead. Yep. And the Greek freak just freaking destroyed Kai. Kai um, Kawhi, <laughs> almost called him Kyrie. No, called Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Um. Do 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 do. 
Uh, will Gladys Knight forget or omit a word from the national anthem? Yes, plus three hundred. No, minus five hundred. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the no on that one. You're <laughs> singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Well, even with the omit part, does it mean that she'll try to add something? Like to try to, like I said, you know, put her stamp on it or make it something, you know? Like, do you think she'll just like add add something or add words? I don't think she will. Really fair enough. Fair enough. I'll probably go. I'm probably gonna go with no on that one too. So, um, this one we were talking about, I just I thought it was funny. So, uh. <laughs> Total Donald Trump tweets on February 3rd. Over six or under six? <laughs> over or under six? Tweets. To be perfectly honest, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the under on this one because if Donald Trump has anything to do right now, he needs to worry about getting this country turned back on <laughs> before worrying about bad calls and all this other mess. I mean, a couple tweets here and a couple tweets during the game, that's fine. But when you're So you think you think under then? It's, under gonna, six? it's definitely gonna be the under. Under six. Fair enough. Um I think under six as well. I don't think he'll have that much to say about it unless there's another like bad call and then it would definitely be over six. Um and I will have my Twitter rolling during the game. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um so yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. Um, and and talking about like the you know getting the government going and stuff like that. Um, did you see that a uh, federal judge, a federal judge, had denied uh, season ticket holders, uh, Saints season ticket holders, their um, their lawsuit to replay the game or have the game done again. That, that happened today. Did you hear about that? No, I actually did not hear anything about that. So I, I had no idea that the uh, Saints season ticket holders as a whole took a case to a federal judge to replay the game or redo the game, and he denied the request. So they're, they're going to try to, like, reappeal and, and <laughs> try to have the judge, like, re-listen to it. Like, they realize the game is Sunday, right? Like, but they want to replay the game still. Like, it's like, what are you gonna do? Like, whoever wins the Super Bowl plays the Saints. Is, is that is that what's gonna happen? Like, uh, then that'll be the true Super Bowl champ. Just have them replay whoever beats whoever wins the Super Bowl. That like, is just so stupid. And it's like we mentioned last week. Okay, referees make mistakes i mean granted not we all called it you me boo boo we all called it okay that it should have been a flag and everything else mm-hmm. let's let yeah. bygones be bygones roger goodell has says he has spoken with the saints mm-hmm. i do believe that the flag should have been called did you did you listen to like everything that he said that Roger Goodell said? I don't. I, I didn't want to listen to him. I have <laughs> my beef with that man anyway. So so there was I so I listened to it because I was definitely curious, especially being a Rams fan, what he was going to say. Um, so someone had asked, um, "Did you consider uh, replaying the game at any point?" 
And I just love he just like straight up was like, no. <laughs> like Roger Goodell was just like, no. At no point did I ever consider like replaying the game or restarting it from the from what it where it happened. Um and the other thing that he had mentioned from another reporter was they uh you know were asking about replay and if he was going to push for having replays done. And I kind of found his answer interesting. So he said he was going to bring it up to the um, the uh, competition committee and see what they think. But he said that for the past like 12 to 15 years, they have always brought up to the competition committee about doing replays for penalties. And he said that they've always said no, they didn't want to do pen- uh, replays for judgment calls. And they said no, they always had a problem with when a penalty was not called to have somebody in New York or have someone on a headset, you know, call down to the official in the field and say, you should have thrown a flag there, throw a flag. So the fact that this has been brought up to the competition committee for years and they've always said no, they they did not want this to happen. Kind of surprises me. And it probably will still stay that way. You don't think any changes will be made for no, it? No changes will be made. I mean, I came up with a very good idea last week, and that idea was... But that would be a change, though, then. Well, for a change, I did come up with that kind of idea, but if you're going to make the change for one, you're going to have to make the change for all. And I said, make... One extra challenge for calls such as what I I can even I can't even remember what (laughs) you were saying for like uh, pass interference if it was pass interference or not roughing the quarterback yeah pass interference definitely roughing the passer but what it and you know basically blatant calls. Such as, you know, like real harsh penalties like face mask. Uh, yeah. You know, well, penalties that wouldn't take that long to or even change a, or, like, even or, a fix. Hor- or even a horse collar tackle. Like it's not it's not hard to look at that and be like, yes, it is or no, it wasn't like it wouldn't take that long to review those type of plays. Right. You um, know, but for, for but for calls for like offsides and holding, if the ref doesn't see it, he doesn't see it. Okay, yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just how it goes. And I mean, like you said before, I mean, you can always, you know, call holding on almost every play, you know, Ooh. so you don't want to always be able to review that. Yeah, I hate to say this on the podcast. I felt that one. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty intense uh, put back dunk for sure by the by the Bucks. Um And then follows air up ball. with an air ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I found it interesting that he said that it's been brought up to the, the competition committee multiple times. Is this the year where, you know, they finally agree to it just because of the backlash of everything that's happening? We shall see. We, 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 shall, we shall see, see. but I'm going to have to go with the under on this one. If there ever was an over-under. For this. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll do a couple more here and then we'll get into um, – some of our predictions and whatnot. Cause like I said, there's over a thousand, but I thought some of these were pretty fun to talk about. So, um, will a non QB throw a touchdown? Yes. Plus three fifty. No minus 600. I'm going to have to go with the no on this one. 
not just because of the not just because of the huge number difference between the yes and the no. It's more along the lines of you really don't have anybody on either team that can do that. I mean, yeah, you've got Ju- Julian Edelman's been known to chuck a couple balls down the field and you know, Johnny Hecker is a quarterback playing punter, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. I mean, Edelman was a quarterback when he was in college, so yeah. I mean, he knows how to get it done. Yeah, but I I don't see that happening. I think everybody stays No trick play, no anything like that. Yeah, no uh no Brady specials or anything else like that. <laughs> uh I got to go with yes on this one just because McVay is too squirrely of a coach to not throw some type of trick play in there somewhere doing something. Well, if you're going to go with the yes, I'm going to make a bold prediction then. Oh, okay. (laughs) And this is going to be like an off-the-wall kind of thing. Um, Robert Woods. Robert Woods? Will have a 20-yard touchdown pass to Jared Goff. Oh, to Jared Goff? Oh, damn. Okay. (laughs) Not no like five or ten yard play, you know, into the end zone. No, twenty yards. Damn. Okay. Well, um, it'll be like a dump off, but everybody would be down there to do a screenplay. Okay, there you go. Um, all right, so that that one uh, we answered. Let's see another one on here. This one uh, pretty good too. Will any touchdown be overturned by replay? Yes, plus one fifty five. No, minus two twenty. You know what? I'm gonna go with the yes. That a touchdown will be overturned? Yes. Uh, and it'll be man. Gronkowski out at the one-yard line. <laughs> man, even calling the play out happens. <laughs> um, and I got... I'm going to say no. Just because like the past couple Super Bowls, even when they've replayed, they they let the teams play. And they, they let the plays stand most of the time. There were a couple replays for the Eagles that they viewed and probably should have overturned it for touchdowns based upon the rules that they had at that time when it came to like a catch or a non-catch. I, I thought, okay, yes, the some of those should have been overturned and put as no, they were not a catch. Did I feel they were they should have been a catch? Yes, but based upon the rules at that time, I think they should have gotten overturned. So I'm going to go with no just because I feel like they let things stand a lot and they let things happen in the Super Bowl because they don't want to be the no call ref. <laughs> they don't want to be that guy. So, I mean, they're just too afraid to, you know, be able to uh, do something like that. Um, okay. So let's do this last one. I think it's pretty, pretty fun. And then we'll move on. So, uh, will the roof of Mercedes Benz stadium be open for kickoff? Yes. Minus 175. No plus 135. That will depend on the weather. Well, yeah, I know it will depend on the weather, but <laughs> do you think it's, it's going to be open or closed? It, I, I would say, yeah, it would be open. And for the reason being is because that gives everybody in the stadium a chance to see the, uh, who are they, the Blue Angels? Yes. Yeah, they get to see the Blue Angels uh fly over the stadium because I'm pretty sure there will be a flyby. There usually is. I've never seen them skip a flyby. So, Yeah, especially for something like that. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go with yes. It will be open. Fair enough. I'm going to go with yes will be open based upon what you were saying at the start. 
and then if they had one for closing, I would say, yes, it'll be closed right after that. Like, cause they want to show that off, you know, like that they can open and close it, you know, at any time. So I think to start open to before it's done, it'll be closed. So. Yeah. But you also got to watch out for the temperatures too. Cause yeah, the temperatures are going to start warming up just a well, hair. The, the halftime show too. And then you got the halftime show. Yeah. They'll probably reopen for the halftime show. If not, let it run through the whole, uh, do the whole thing. I mean, yeah, is, you know, is a do, possibility. The, do the whole first half mm-hmm. and then close it after halftime so that way the smoke can bellow out of the stadium so that way they're not playing in a fog bowl. <laughs> there you go. The smoke With bowl. the fireworks and stuff like that probably is going to be going on. Yeah. Um, alrighty. So it has come to that time. It is, it is now time to discuss the, the big game. So, L.A. Rams, New England Patriots. You can break down a lot from this, and you can pick a whole bunch of different storylines. Um, you know, it's been 17 years to the day that the Rams played the Patriots in the uh, um, 01 Super Bowl when it was... The, the Patriots, I felt, I'm, I guess, a conspiratist when it comes to this, but I felt it, they they had that rigged for them to win because of 9-11. And right after they won, you know, Bill Belichick's holding the Super Bowl trophy, the Lombardi trophy, and he's like, we're all Patriots, you know. And so it just fit with what needed to happen at that time just because of 9-11, you know. And so... um. Something that gives me hope is that when we won our first Super Bowl against the Titans, that was in Atlanta as well. So it's kind of coming like full circle of just like, okay, the first time we won it was in Atlanta. We're back in Atlanta again. But it is against the Patriots. And it's against Tom Brady. It's against the the, the GOAT, you know. Um, what What are some of the things that stand out to you like right off the bat? Like when it comes to the the matchup, the the one thing that's going to stand out, well, one of the things at least that's going to be able to stand out is whoever the right tackle is versus Aaron Donald. Oh yeah, they're going to be focusing in on that like almost every other play. <laughs> yeah, if they can't contain Aaron Donald, Tom Brady is going to be fearing for his life. So Tom Brady, when he is hurried or sacked more than um, six times or eight times, I think it was, maybe it was eight times, um, then he is uh, like one in eight or something like that they, they had. Or um, I, can't, I can't remember because when the Giants defeated them in, in the Super Bowl where the Patriots were uh, undefeated going into it, they were 18 and 0. They sacked him like five or six times, but then they hurried him as well or hit him or knocked him like a total of eight times. And so he's not good in those where he's getting pummeled. <laughs> yeah, Brady is no Brady is not as mobile as he used to be. The age is mm-hmm. everybody he says that age is not catching up to him. Yes, it is. <laughs> he is over the age of 40. He is not as mobile as he used to be. 
You get in his face. You send anybody. You can send Aaron, you know, Aaron Donald getting through the line, Dante Fowler getting through on a blitz. Uh, Sue. Mark Barron, Sue. It could be anybody. You can send a corner after him. You put pressure on him that's gonna cause him to that's gonna cause him to throw in a hurry. But you gotta be careful though, because for anybody who's good throwing on the run, Brady because of his knowledge and because of how long he's been in the league and everything else, he's one of the best. Mm -hmm. He's got Gronk. He's got Edelman when he needs him. And God only knows they're probably missing Josh Gordon right now. So, I mean, when it comes, when it comes to the whole, you know, putting pressure on uh, Brady and like you said, with him, you know, being older, so, in eight games, he's only been sacked five times. And so far in the postseason, in the playoffs, he hasn't been sacked at all. So, Tom Brady hasn't even been sacked once so no, far. He's got a clean bill of health coming into this game. And, like I said, it's... But can, but can they? So, the key is that they have to. But can they? But can they? It's going to be that's that. What I'm, no, that's what I'm asking you. So, like, do you think they can? Do you think the Rams can get to him? I think they can. They're just going to have to mix it up a little bit. Don't rely on Sue and don't rely on Aaron Donald. You've got to mix your packages up. Send nickel blitz, uh, send nickelback blitzes, send linebacker blitzes. You've got to keep an ever-changing defense to keep Brady guessing. He is not Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning could call the play before it snaps <laughs> the ball. Yeah. But I mean Brady has the quickest release in the NFL. At like two seconds, I think they said, or two point five seconds. Oh yeah, as long they. So I mean, do, does like Donald and them even have enough time to like get to him? I mean, you could get to him, but like if he's getting rid of the ball in less than two seconds, I mean, how's that enough time? It's basically you either jump the snap, or you. Yeah, it's either you jump the snap, or your coverage is good enough, or your coverage like is good. Secondary, en- yeah, your coverage is good enough. They've got all the receivers blocked that they can actually get through the line. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think that's definitely going to be key is keeping for the Patriots is going to be keeping Tom Brady upright mm-hmm. and keeping that you know him not getting sacked at all, um, you know, and then that opens up the run game, and so. When it comes to the the run game, who do you think is going to have a better turnout? Is it going to be Sony Michelle and uh, James White and you know uh, uh, James Devlin, or is it going to be the Gurley and C.J. Anderson combination? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the C.J. with the uh, C.J. Todd Gurley combo. I mean, you've seen you've seen what's going on. C.J. Anderson has had some of his best games he's had all season, and yes, he did say that you know he was over. He's oh, he's gotten chunkier since he was <laughs> yeah, Denver. He's, he's a big boy now. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? That's exactly what the Rams need. Mm-hmm. So, Gurley for the speed, and then C.J. for the power. They have that excellent one-two punch. Mm-hmm. And CJ, CJ's beaten the Patriots with the Broncos mm-hmm. two or three times already, too, in playoff situations. The Rams have had one of the best running games to date ever since Gurley has 
ever since Gurley was drafted by mm-hmm. by LA. The Patriots, they used to be a pass pass run team. Like they would pass for a few plays and then drop down to a run mm-hmm. here and there. They weren't always known for being a running team. With Sonny Michelle back there, that helps a little bit. And they do have a little bit of a three headed monster. Danny Woodhead's still with him, isn't he? What, with the Patriots? Yeah. No, no. No, he's not? Mm-hmm. Damn. No, but, um, I mean, it scares me with the Patriots having those running backs because Sony Michelle, obviously, Georgia running back like Gurley, very talented, very good. Um, uh, James White, when, in the playoff game, th- he didn't have a single carry, and he had, like, 15 catches. Not a single carry, but 15 catches, and he, like, broke the record for, like, uh, receptions, like, in a playoff game. And it was just, like, by a running back. And I was like, are you kidding me? So you sit there, and you can run the ball with Sony Michelle and, like, kill you in that. But then James White comes on, and you're just like, oh, okay. You know, probably going to run the ball again. And then he, no, he, he doesn't he doesn't touch the ball a single time running, and he catches 15 catches. Like, and... That's how the Patriots came back in that Super Bowl against the Falcons. Like, James White had, like, uh, two catches for touchdowns and then had, like, two rushing touchdowns, I think, as well. Something like that, yeah. And, and I couldn't believe he didn't win the MVP. I couldn't believe he didn't win the Super Bowl MVP. They gave it to Brady, and I was just like, really? Like, Well, if he didn't give it to Brady, he'd bitch about it. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I mean, that's true. Um so, the as much as I as I love the the girly CJ combination, um, the the Patriots run game does scare me more so than what it used to in the past. Like you said, they used to rely on Tom Brady a lot more, and now they've got a little bit more of a balanced offense now. Yes, um, they they definitely do. So, but the good part is our defense when it comes to stopping the run was like the worst ever during the regular season. But in the playoffs so far, the games that we've played, 98 total rushing yards in all three games. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with that and and stopping the run. So, if our defense can continue to do that, continue to stop the run like we've been doing, then it doesn't matter how bad we were during the regular season. (laughs) It just matters when you step up now in the playoffs when you're in the big dance. Exactly. Um. So, all right, we'll uh, we'll take a little break here uh, to be able to start uh, the last segment. Um, since I have a little time now before we stop it, just going to do a shout-out for uh, Jay and his podcast, uh, Free Hugs and High Fives. Uh, you can check it out on Anchor, on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, any major platform that has um, where you can be able to listen to podcasts. Uh, again, it's uh, Jay's podcast called uh, Free Hugs and High Fives. Definitely uh, give it give it a look-see. Uh, we always enjoy uh, listening to uh, what he has to offer on his, on his podcast. So, all righty, we'll be back in two seconds. All right, we're back. Uh, so, uh, where we left off, uh, we were talking about uh, the keys to victory for both teams and the matchups for, for each area. Um, right now, uh, to just give a quick update on the game, it looks like it's fourth quarter, 11 minutes. Um, 
The score is 87 Milwaukee, Toronto 81. But the Bucks had like a big lead. Um, you're saying they had a 19 point lead there for a while, and now it's you know it's now a six. It's now a six point lead. Yeah. And I'm just saying, don't. I'm telling Milwaukee right now, do not let Toronto run away with this game because if you give up, Toronto becomes the number one seed after tonight. If they if beat they Milwaukee, win, yeah. if they if they win, because they're only a half game up, so they're only going to be a half game back. But but I mean, does number one or number two really matter when it comes to the NBA playoffs? Uh, does it really? Home in a way, really in a way, matter. in a way, it kind of does because when you look at it, when you look at it, when you're the number one or number two seed, like say number one gets knocked out, and the number two just keeps on rolling. Guess what? Number two's got home field advantage until they meet the whoever in the West. If the West has a better record than they do, yeah. But I mean, teams. I mean, I remember with LeBron with the Cavs, they would not purposely lose games, but they didn't really care during the end of the season if they lost some games or if it changed, like, their seeding because they were like, well, we have LeBron, so it doesn't matter. Like, I, I remember that. They used to be – they would be in first and they would drop down to fourth and they were like, ah, we don't care. Like, <laughs> it wasn't, like, a big emphasis for them. Um, but, all right, so with what we were talking about before, um, so some more some more matchups. Um uh, with the prop betting, a lot of it was um, two people talking about over under for Brandon Cooks to have a hundred yard game uh, against the Patriots because apparently um, the Patriots have never let a former wide receiver get over a hundred yards on them. Like whenever they've let a wide receiver go, and of course Brandon Cooks was in the Super Bowl last year with the Patriots, got injured on the like first second play or something like that got the concussion and was out so he never got his chance so a lot of people are saying he wants to take advantage of this opportunity this time and show what he's got and it's against his former team which gives it extra emphasis so what do you think do you think he has a chance 100 yard game i think he goes over 100 you think he's got it i mean he he was over 100 uh in the Saints game, I think uh, I think he will he will definitely go over a hundred. Uh, Woods will probably not be too far behind him. Really, you don't think they would try to take away one or the other, like the Patriots defense, because the Patriots always take away your best weapon. You know, against the Chiefs, Tyreek had one catch. That's what happens when you double and triple cover people. <laughs> Brandon yeah. Cook, Brandon Cooks, he will get his hundred. But then, then, but they're gonna start covering him like really hard. And guess what happens? That leaves the door open for Todd Gurley. That leaves the door open for Tyler Higby. That leaves the door open for Robert Woods. True, true. Josh Reynolds. Josh I mean, he, Reynolds. He replaced Cooper Cup. Ugh, I miss I miss Cooper Cup so much. We all you miss. Know, we all miss Cooper Cup. I love I love Cooper Cup. Yeah, I mean, you know how important he would have been in this game like you know especially with like cooks like in that whole situation and reynolds had a great game against the saints too josh reynolds and so i think people aren't taking him serious or they're not you know they're taking him too lightly i think so i I think they'll do the same in this game the patriots will be like oh well we'll shut down cooks and then reynolds will have a great game Mm -hmm. so 
Um, for me, I think Cooks definitely has the potential to go over 100 yards for sure, um, especially if this game turns into a shootout. So, All right, so uh, when it comes to the uh, Patriots and their receivers, so uh, Gronk and, and Edelman, um, do we see old Gronk in the sense of like you know tearing it up, receiving yards and everything? Are we seeing the Gronk that's been playing this year where he just blocks, you know, and does what he's supposed to do? Like, which one are we getting in this game? That'll probably be dependent on how the Rams cover everybody. Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib, some of the two best DBs mm-hmm. in the league. Well, I think Tlaib will be on Edelman. Talib will more than likely be on Edelman. Peters will probably be shadowing, will probably shadow Gronk, or possibly. It'll be him and a and a and a linebacker. It had to be him and a linebacker. For the love of God, don't put Dante Fowler on. Well, no, he's not. <laughs> now he's not a linebacker. He's a defensive end anyway. So I don't think they'll have him on him. It'll be like Littleton or. Ibakum or someone like that. So actually, you'd be better off putting Mark Barron on him. Barron too, yeah, Could because be Barron. Barron's Barron's a former safety, so they converted him to a linebacker. So they could have him and Peters on Gronk potentially. Mm-hmm. But you got to watch out for some of these other guys. You know, you block their two best players. That still leaves that can leave holes open. For other unknowns like Hogan or someone like that. Yep, like Hogan. And then you got got to watch out for the receiving abilities of James White. Yes, definitely. Um, so uh, the with the, the no call, it was uh, – um, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Roby Coleman. Yeah, Roby Coleman. Yeah. Um, so Roby Coleman was saying, like they had quoted him saying that, like you know, the Patriots are old and Tom Brady's old, and so he doesn't have the same, you know, uh, he doesn't have the same throw, he doesn't have the same throwing abilities and everything. So do you think with him making that statement, him like calling out Brady, that they're gonna go after him quick at the beginning, like they're gonna go after after him hard just because of that? Don't do and that. with the no call and everything, with everyone giving them crap about that, do you think they'll just go right after him first? Well, they they probably will to see if they can maybe draw some flags on him because the refs are definitely going to be watching him hard. Oh now. yeah, they're going to be watching him like extremely hard. So basically, you know, they'll pro- they'll probably go after him, but if. Roby Coleman doesn't eat his words and he plays like he's supposed to. I mean, he's been playing good throughout the year. Yeah. Don't and he if he doesn't eat his own words, he'll be fine. And they can pick on him all he wants because he's out there to do one thing and one thing only, and that is to keep the ball out of the receiver's hands, make plays, and help his team mm-hmm. to another championship. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> so, um, so another key matchup. Uh, obviously, the youngest. Uh, well, I, w- I wasn't going to go with the coaches, but let's go with the quarterbacks first. So, so the young, the youngest quarterback to ever play in a Super Bowl, Jared Goff, 
versus the uh, time-killing <laughs> Tom Brady, who hasn't let Father Time beat him yet. This is his ninth Super Bowl. Ninth. Ninth Super Bowl. Like, they were showing, like, a little, like, board of, like, the past, like, 15 years of the quarterbacks from the AFC that have been in the Super Bowl. Like, do you realize that the only ones that have been in the past 15 years that wasn't Manning or Tom Brady was just Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Flacco? That's it. That is it. The past 15 years has either been Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, or... Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Flacco. That's it. Like, like that is that is nuts. That is absolutely nuts. For Tom Brady to be playing in his ninth Super Bowl, that is just astonishing all on its own. We all know yeah. Brady is a future Hall of Famer. He's got, what, five rings? Yeah. He's got five. Yeah, he's, he's trying got, to get six. He's got five rings. He is only one of two players in NFL history to have five Super Bowl rings. Charles Haley is the other one when he played for San Fran and when he played for Dallas. Mm-hmm. I think he picked up three with San Fran and two with Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. But still, to have just to have five rings alone, one hand <laughs> full of jewelry. Yeah. Okay? But to be playing in your ninth Super Bowl, though, that is just amazing. And if you if you think about it too, two two missed kicks and he doesn't have he has two less Super Bowls. Seahawks decide to run the ball on the one yard line instead of throw the ball. He has three less Super Bowl rings. So you got you gotta think like he was very close to not having as many. He could have been LeBron making it, you know, this many times to the championship and not he, winning. He would literally be the Buffalo Bills of quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. So you think about it, one one or two plays here and there, and he's not the the Falcons don't choke. <laughs> the Falcons make a field goal at the end. Like the the you know, Matt Ryan throws the ball away instead of getting tackled. That's one less Super Bowl that he has. So all these Super Bowls are just, oh, just, just minute things. If it could have happened, he would not have as many as what he has right now. Exactly. But you also got to remember that this isn't just Brady doing this. Bill Belichick. Well, yeah, we're we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into him. Yeah, okay. we're we're gonna get into that. But just Tom Brady alone, okay, can honestly say you look at all the Super Bowls. Before the Brady era, mm-hmm. you had kind of a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. You had all different kinds of teams. I mean, you had Green Bay winning the first two, you know, then Kansas City, and then the Jets, you know, and then it was the Colts, and then it was the Cowboys, and you had the Dolphins winning there, a couple of them. Pittsburgh winning their four in the 70s. Yep. Oakland winning theirs when John Madden was the great John Madden. He was the youngest coach at the time to win a Super Bowl. Exactly. And, but, you know, it was a mixed bag up until the Brady era. Well, I mean, then you had the Niners there for a little bit. They had their '90s run. Well, they, they, yeah, they had their they had their '90s run and everything else, and so did Dallas. The, and Dallas know, did too. Yeah, Dallas had their three Super Bowls there, but it was, like I said, it was after, it was before Brady was drafted. 
Mm-hmm. It was a mixed bag. Y'all had your Super Bowl. Uh, true. Denver, John Elway got his two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Bay added one in in uh, Super Bowl 31. But once Brady was drafted, that was it. Yeah, well, I mean, they they were on a run with Bledsoe at that time. Yeah. And, and Bledsoe had led them to the Super Bowl, you know, and they lost to the Packers. So it, it is astounding. Um, potentially this could be a role reversal when the Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl against the Rams. It was the young buck, young quarterback Tom Brady versus the old vet Kurt Warner. Now the role is flipped. Jared Goff, youngest quarterback to play in a Super Bowl against uh, Tom Brady, the you know old vet. So, um, you know, some people are saying this game might be determined by Jared Goff and his poise and him being able to step up in the big moment, basically, with him being the youngest quarterback to play in a Super Bowl. Um, I think he's shown that he can do it because he went to the Saints and he beat the Saints in the Superdome. And he had to make some big-time throws in that game to put him even in field goal range in overtime. So I think he's got I think he's got it in him. I think he can do it. Um, but, I mean, when it, when it comes to, to that, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that he's going to be able to do it? Do you think it's like passing the torch? Tom Brady has to pass it to the, the Mahomeses and the Trubisky's and the and the and the golfs and the Wentz is like Brady. Is it his time to be like, okay, now now you guys have to take over where I left off, or do you think he's still going to hold that torch? Because eventually it always passes. The torch, know? the torch will eventually need to be passed, and you know Brady has been boasting left and right that he can play until he's forty-five. I don't see that because age is going to start catching up to you quick. You are not George Blanda. Okay. (laughs) George Blanda back in the, I think he played from like the forties to the sixties or the seventies almost actually. Or or Vinatieri who got signed in an extension with the Colts and he's 46. (laughs) Ageless wonder. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, he's just a kicker too. I mean, for, for, well, true. I mean, I mean quarterback's a lot different of I mean, a role. For Frick's sake, I mean. But <laughs> that's the first time I've ever censored myself. <laughs> but um, no, it, Brady went. If say Brady were to win this Super Bowl, which I kind of hope he doesn't, he <laughs> he will start the torch passing after this year's Super Bowl. He loses this Super Bowl. The, I think the same thing will happen. It is time to start. Getting, start, you know, becoming, you know, start passing the torch to some of these younger guys, you know, and they're going to have to find somebody to replace Brady when he decides to retire. True. So, I mean, scenario, they lose this, this one. Next year, they're always in the mix of things. Maybe they make it to the AFC championship game again, but the Chiefs maybe beat them this time, or the Chargers, or, you know, one, one of those teams. If he loses this one and then they don't even make it to the Super Bowl next year, is it like, okay, I need to start thinking about just calling it quits, calling it good, 
or is it still I just want that sixth ring and I want to be the the one who has the most of all time. Like because he's he's basically once he gets the sixth, then he'll have the most of all time. Right. He'll so, be practically the only player with six Super Bowls. He loses this. Yeah. And say he goes to the AFC Championship game against the Saints. Not the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> the Chiefs. Okay. And the Chiefs finally beat him. You heard, I think it was Brady who made that comment about Patrick Mahomes in a uh, media interview. What did he say? I think he, I think he said that he was just that fucking good. <laughs> I think that was Brady talking about Mahomes mm-hmm. because Mahomes just came out of nowhere this year. Mm-hmm. If Mahomes were to beat Brady next year, Brady will walk up to that man, give him a hug, and will probably tell him, go get it. You earned it. Go get it. Brady is not a selfish guy. Yes, he breaks his cell phone to hide evidence, but that's a <laughs> completely different story. Yeah. I Brady is really a class act. He, he knows the good players from the bad ones. And he will boast the younger players. So he doesn't win this year and loses in the championship game next year. Time to pass the torch. And he says it's your time. Like it's your your show now. Yeah. Type of thing. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, You know, this, you know, versus golf could be, you know, golf's – you know, big moment to propel him into the elite quarterback, you know, conversation, you know, so um, we'll, we'll, we'll see when it comes to that. Cause I mean, everyone thought his first year, he was a bust, you know, he went Oh, and seven. And I love that they, they brought up a quote after that season where Jared Goff in the closing press conference said, I promise you, I promise you, I will fix this and we will get it done. And he did. And he did. He delivered. Now so, it's just time to put the stamp on it. Exactly. So um, so now we'll talk about the coaches. So obviously, Sean McVay, the youngest coach uh, to be coaching in a Super Bowl. If he wins it, he'll take over that spot from uh, Madden for the youngest coach to ever win a Super Bowl. So Bill Belichick, Sean McVay. Who like who has the edge in this one? Because everyone, you know, Sean McVay is the new boy wonder, the new uh, genius, you know, in the NFL. Is he going to be able to out coach Bill Belichick? Because he, to be honest, he out coached Sean Payton in the championship game. The fake punt, the you know, Sean, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Payton throwing the ball when the the clock was down instead of running the ball three times to drain the clock. Like he was, he was out coached. So does he have the ability to out coach one of the best coaches of all time in Bill Belichick? um, Well, he has that chance and it's just all on how he schemes things up. You've got to be able to match up with the Patriots. Bill Belichick is a mastermind 
he is more than likely a future Hall of Famer himself, being that he's also got five rings. Well, no, he's got more than that. Well, for the assistant coaches, when he was an assistant in other places, he might have had more. But yeah, he he got one with the Browns when they won. Browns uh, never won. won. Browns never won a Super Bowl. What are you talking about? <laughs> well. Back when they had like Jim Brown and stuff like that. Belichick was not there. He was just a kid. Good God. God, if he ever listened to this podcast, this episode of this podcast and heard that. He's old. He's, so he's, gonna, old. he's probably going to be messaging you and going, I appreciate you know you saying that I've been around since the NFL has been alive. But come on. No, with the Giants. He had it when it was Lawrence Taylor and everything. LT, yeah, yeah, and the Giants. He's got so, – <laughs> Well, as an as a head coach, though he's got five rings as a head coach. Yeah, he is just so masterful at what he does, taking away what you do best. Exactly, that's what he's always known for. Yeah, and you'll notice not a lot of people will say this, but when it comes to like the the defensive schemes and the formations and stuff like that, I know what they come out in just by looking at the team. Mm-hmm. Belichick likes to run a multiple front defense. He runs a 4-3. He runs a 3-4. He runs a 2-5. He runs a 0-6. Okay? An 0-6 nickel. All linebackers and five DBs. Haven't seen that in a while, but it's been done. He will do whatever it takes to throw the offense off. Yeah. They're like a chameleon. Like You never know. Like... Exactly what's going to happen or what they're going to do. They will disguise the defense. They're just as good with the zone blitz as Pittsburgh is back in the Dick LeBeau days. Mm -hmm. Now you got this young coach. Yep. If they can do, and I'm going to emphasize this point, and it's painful for me to even say to bring up this game. If they can do what they did to Dallas (laughs) – Play yeah. them at their own game. Mm-hmm. Dallas was known for eating up the clock. And running the ball. Yeah. And running the ball. They stopped Zeke, and they kept the ball for themselves. Yeah. Kept their defense off the field left ours to die. Yeah. They need to play the Patriots at their own game. Mm-hmm. Keep, the, keep the offense off the field. Keep Brady from having his heyday. Mm-hmm. And turn it into the Jared Goff show. And it has to start with the coaching. So while Belichick has the edge, go with the over on this one and give it to and give it to Mc and give it to Mc McVeigh. McVeigh. Fair enough. What? So Gurley getting more involved in this game. Mm. Do you think he's going to be Sean McVeigh is going to set him up for more success this time? More than likely, and Todd Gurley has said that he played like crap. Yeah, he definitely said that. Against the Saints. Yep. He's it's out like for, redemption game. Yeah, he's basically out for blood. <laughs> First, he's going to find Van Noy and he's going to run him over. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Gurley will have a better game, and CJ will be there for support and to help keep that running game going. Nice. You stop those two and make and make golf throw the ball more. It's gonna wear that arm down. Yeah, definitely. But you keep the workhorses going. 
I mean, the run game sets up the play action, and that sets up everything. Yep, but so. you just keep doing that, and you're, he's going to start picking DBs off. Alrighty. Well, okay. So the time has come for some some predictions. As as much as I would love to see a, a, a Rams blowout and the Rams just destroy the Patriots in every single way, um, unfortunately, it's it's the Patriots. And they're one of the best teams ever with Brady and Belichick. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what I would prefer in a less stress-free day of watching football. But um, I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, I think both teams could get up in the 30s, to be honest. Um, I don't know. The way our defense has been playing, we've been holding teams, holding teams under. Uh, Score-wise, um, I'd probably go like like 33, like 33, 28, something like that. 33, 28. I like that. So I'm going to stick with my original prediction. Do you even I, remember what it was? Are you sure? Did you did you fact check your own guess on, do on I, Facebook? Do I need to fact check this? <laughs> fact check your own your own guess on Facebook, or am I gonna have to? I'm gonna have to like go and look at this. Uh, hold on, hold on. I think I can do it here. Oh, I might beat you to the punch here. You might, because my phone's been acting stupid because of this freaking weather. Shit. Off my uh, let's see here. Thirty-one twenty-four Rams. Yeah, that's what I thought I put. I think that's a good good guess. To be honest, I think that's a that's a good a good prediction as well. It's gonna be. I'm picking thirty-one twenty-four. It's not gonna be like what I saw on. Because uh, I get all my sporting news, mm-hmm. no matter what the no matter what the sport is, off of the score. And they posted a they posted a video of everybody's favorite game from back in the from back in the late eighties, early nineties, Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> they had the Rams winning. I think it was. I think it was twenty four twenty three on a last second. <laughs> pass oh gosh <laughs> to win the game to win the game and i think it was josh reynolds that scored the game winning touchdown oh hey there you go <laughs> well they scored the touchdown the tie was the extra point to win so there you go no actually no i take that back it was uh fuck it didn't matter <laughs> <laughs> well um the the basketball game is coming to an end milwaukee holds off 105 92 against toronto Yep, so, they'll go up a game and they'll go a game and a half up and a half, on yep. Toronto. Start padding that lead. There you go. Um and they beat them in Toronto too. Mm, yeah, that was a good road win for them. Um so the poll uh that we've had up so far, of course it's not ending yet, but as of now we've gotten up to thirty five votes, uh sixty percent Rams, forty percent Pats for the for the poll on Facebook. That's so a, that's a pretty Decent margin. I mean, I mean, we'll we'll see. I think it's the 
anybody but Patriots feeling, you know, <laughs> like everybody always is like last year with the Eagles, you know, they were just like, we want, we want the Eagles to win, you know? So, um, alrighty. So, uh, hopefully we'll do the two minute, uh, drive here and try to finish up, um, before our time runs out. Dun, dun, dun. Well, actually, no, it's not going to happen. Our time is going to run out. got like a minute, got like a minute, 20 <laughs> seconds left. So, so yeah, let's, uh, let's do our last segment as the, the two minute, two minute drive here. All right, so wrapping up with the the two minute drive here, um, so obviously Super Bowl weekend, got NFL honors, um, got a whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, you know, uh, speaking of the NFL honors, yeah, um, I did see that there was uh, they added some uh, new awards in there. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm not sure which ones you're talking about. Uh, like one one of the ones that uh, we could have thrown in last week was offensive line of the year. They actually had that. Yes. Oh wow. And Philly won it last year. Oh, huh. Well, I mean, I definitely could you know have a case of uh, the Rams' offensive line since they stayed healthy and was the same all year. I think I'll go with the Redskins' offensive line. Oh wait, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Poor guys. <laughs> Just they poor, they were uh, a walking clinic on that one. Yeah, yeah, they definitely were. They could form their own mash unit. <laughs> um. So, uh, for what's what's going down for uh for the last two minutes. Um, I mean, for for my weekend, I got my my niece uh, Chloe. Her uh, birthday is uh, Saturday, so I'll be going to Charlottesville for that, spend some time with my sister and her husband, so that'll be good. Oh, happy birthday to your niece. Yep, and then uh, Sunday will be um, obviously the, the football game. Hopefully uh, me and Boo Boo uh, will be doing uh, a little mini episode. We'll do a special you know, Super Bowl Sunday episode with his predictions and what he feels about the matchup. Um and get that recorded and sent out for all of you. Cause I know all of our podcast uh, fans, they, uh, they, they like our boo-boo. They, they miss him. So they, they want to hear a little bit, a little bit of the boo-boo. I will never, booster. I will never replace boo-boo. I'll just <laughs> let you guys know that right now. Uh, he, he's a household name now. I mean, you can't replace a household name. <laughs> um, so uh, Super Bowl Sunday, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, like, I don't know if anybody's going to come by or anything like that. Are you coming by to watch the game? What are you doing? What are you doing for a Super Bowl? Uh, that, that'll be dependent on where my, uh, where, uh, my father will possibly be watching the game. If he does anything for the game. I mean, I think last year, I don't think he went to a Super Bowl party last year. As a matter of fact, I didn't think he even cared about the <laughs> Super Bowl last year. Probably because the Patriots were in. Probably because the Eagles and the Patriots were in. <laughs> Both teams that he didn't like. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there you go. I, I don't know if Boo Boo's going to be watching it with me. I might be watching it on my own, cheering and going crazy with Max here. Poor Max, you know, had to feel the wrath of when we beat the Saints and him, him freaking out like, what's going on, Dad? I don't understand. And I'm like, we did it, Max. We did it. <laughs> like I'm sitting there like hugging him and like crying at the same time. Hopefully that'll be the same reaction. That's what I want. 
hugging and, and crying. Max, at Max has got that what the fuck look on his face. <laughs> I don't understand, Daddy. Is everything okay? Yes, it's okay. <laughs> so, man, the, as much as as much exciting as it is for the Rams to be in the Super Bowl, is just as much stress on me having to watch the game. Like I feel like there's just like so much stress of just like oh. Like, when are we going to be able to make it back here again? It was 17 years in the making, you know? So it's going to, it's, it's going to be rough if we, if we don't win, but well, y'all have got the te- y'all have got the team to make multiple runs. So if we can keep, if we can keep everybody together, it just, it just depends on who's going to want to get paid and whatnot. Well, Aaron Donald is playing like he's been paid. Well, it's because he has been paid. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he has been paid, and guess what? He's playing at that high level still. Which and he good. will continue to play like that until his contract ends. This this is true. Ho- hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully, Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer, hopefully. Um, Keeps getting 20 sacks a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alrighty, so... We will uh, catch you guys on Super Bowl Sunday, hopefully. Um, please keep posting on the Facebook page with your predictions. Um, we usually get around 8 to 10 listens of the podcast. Share the podcast with your friends. Let them know about it. Show some love. Let them know about Sports Harder. Um, have them listen to it. Have them, you know, even if they just want to try to get the hot sauce from Showbine's Hot Sauce, just let them know about that. Any way to get the word out for is uh hot sauce and for our podcast is always much appreciated any any help would be great so um until sunday or until next time hopefully um good news to report by me hopefully hopefully i won't be in tears in the, on the next on the next episode <laughs> Alrighty, peace later